0: 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network, Hans and Scotty, but more importantly, Frank Dolce is here. Can you
1: We're- not laugh at him ever when he says things? Just ignore That
0: him. one was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> no, it was not funny. I I I okay, so I completely spaced a, a, a phrase, I guess a biblical phrase.
0: And, and not not biblical, but the other one.
1: It's not biblical. No. Well, whatever it yeah. is. The, yeah, the. I apologize. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. the uh, The home here at Homie is not the great and spacious building. It's quite large, with five bedrooms, five baths. But uh, maybe we shouldn't make that comparison. Okay, man, it's not, I'm sorry. It's not necessarily the good place.
1: Well, if I remember the drawing right, there were people up high that had great views.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. Maybe, maybe so. Let's.
1: Frank, don't look so perplexed, man.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Hi, Frank.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. Good. So happy to be here with you today. We had to take a week off last week because of the because that pesky Thanksgiving. But it's my favorite holiday, so I didn't. You know, I if I had to do something other than spend a Thursday with you, it would be Thanksgiving.
1: I can smell the cheese fries. What did you get? did you get a steak sandwich?
2: What did no, I I got a a very healthy turkey av- avocado on wheat <laughs> so then i could eat cheese fries <laughs> so i could eat cheese fries without feeling too guilty and, and, and wash it mel- all down with a shake <laughs> and, yeah. yeah well i did put a nut in the shake like the caramel cashew so the nuts make it more healthy
1: there's a lot of cashew the more the- healthy and there, there are nuts in my snicker shake. yeah
2: yep and then we got a grasshopper and a double chocolate chip
1: what is the and, double chocolate chip? That's just chocolate ice cream with the chocolate chip in it?
0: It's chocolate ice cream with chocolate chip. I'm surprised you didn't go with that because I know you're a chocolate-based kind of guy.
1: So I, I almost did, but I wanted to stay healthy. Yeah, because oh, we so got Snickers. the Snickers. Okay.
2: <laughs> Endurance athletes eat Snickers before they go on long events i mean it is a healthy snack before, that before they
1: burn twenty thousand calories you yeah, okay.
2: remember john belushi he used to eat a bag of mini donuts before he ran a marathon yeah, I remember that. That <laughs> SNL skit's <Yeah>. the best. <laughs> what do mm. i eat mm. mini chocolate donuts
1: <laughs> well we haven't had an opportunity to talk a lot of utah football with you frank but over the last couple of weeks but just t- tell me where you think this team's at right now
2: well there it's it's uh it's a team that has just kind of hit its stride, just at the right time, and all of the pieces seem to have come together in in the right way to put themselves in a position to uh, win the Pac-12 championship and potentially put themselves in a in a football playoff scenario. Which is after the after the loss at USC, I thought, oh man, this is a team that yeah. that may have maybe's lost its way, but. But they have bounced back, and i can't I can't say enough about the job that Kyle Whittingham has done with this team Now he has a lot of talent. there's no question, and all those guys who came back this year, you know Bradley and I and zach moss and and all the other seniors who decided, yeah, we're going to make a run at this thing. That's a huge part of it because they have they have lots of talent on the field, but uh coach Whittingham has not only kept that talent in in line but it's it's the the focus of this team um, has been outstanding unbelievable
0: and then I think you know obviously after going through a few offensive coordinators hitting on Andy Ludwig I think has been a stroke of genius
2: that's just it's so, it's so huge. I picked this team. I thought there were four losses on the schedule for this team. Four really? potential losses on, this, on the schedule for this team. I thought ASU, Washington State, Washington, and USC were potential losses for Utah. Without Andy Ludwig here, I'm not so sure that that isn't the truth. I, I'm not so sure that this is a team that has the ability under different direction to score the number of points. And then not only score the number of points, but to go on a drive and keep an opposing offense off of the field. Utah went on a 46, 45-yard drive last week. It took seven minutes. (laughs) I mean, they just – Colorado couldn't get back on the field. Yeah. So so the addition of Andy Ludwig – and what he's done, what he's meant for not only the, the strategy, the game plan, but what he's done with Tyler Huntley as that it's absolutely, that has been the X factor this year.
0: You saw this team in the Sugar Bowl when Andy Ludwig pulled out all the stops and really took Alabama by surprise. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's got something up his sleeve for Oregon? Does he need to come up with something uh, spectacular for Oregon, or can they just play their game and play him straight up and beat him? I think they can play him straight up. I think they can
2: play him straight up. I also believe that he has some things, if necessary. Yeah. Like, he'll have a bag of tricks that mm-hmm. they've worked on all year long, if necessary. But I think this is a football team. I've, I was cautious on this team for a long time. And I'm, I'm slowly getting off of that and feeling like, you know what? This is, this is a team that just, they f- know how to figure it out. They had a little bit hiccup last week. You mentioned it a little hiccup last week at the start of that game
0: against yeah. Colorado did you have any nerves there i mean were you well, thinking
2: uh oh, oh the only way that i thought utah would lose that game was if all of those things occurred with regular with regularity a mishandled punt <laughs> instead of downing the ball at the 1 yard line you somehow you back into the end zone holding on to the football dumb Penalties, missed tackles, giving up big plays. We saw kind of some of those things. Huntley going back to old Huntley. Huntley going back to old Huntley. Could you believe that? That was the biggest He worry. was running all over the place. Yeah. But what happened? All of a sudden, the defense makes a couple plays. Coach Ludwig gets in on the headset with Tyler Huntley. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers start running the right. Getting open, finding separation, the offensive line maybe gives that little extra effort, and they they get it right back into control.
1: I don't want to see that quarter given up against Oregon, but I, mm-hmm. it, they did give it up against Colorado, but then they, they got it back in a grand fashion. And this offense has shown the ability to be a quick-scoring offense. Now with, with Brent Keithy and some of the quick scores that we've seen from him, and we've seen him put up 52 points against Oregon State. We saw him put up 49 points against UCLA. We saw him put up 45 points against Colorado, and you know, be up in the in the mid to high 30s against Arizona and and um, Washington State. So we know that this team can put up. They can put up points, Frank, and it just completely changes the dynamic for Coach Whittingham's defense. How much do you, how much, in your opinion, how much does this offense assist what we've seen this Utah defense be able to do? They're holding teams under 60 yards a game on the on, ground.
2: On the ground.
0: That's have you guys ever even there's seen only that? There's only four teams in the country that have not allowed, uh, and, and, and it might be three now, three teams that have, allowed, that have not allowed a team to rush for 1,000 yards total on the season. And Utah's number one on that list. They've only given up, I think, around 700 yards rushing on the season. Wow. Under 60 yards a game. So if you're Morgan Scali, and
2: you've developed this confidence that your offense is going to be productive and generally keep the opposing offense off of the field, all of a sudden, you don't have to be so conservative in in your play calling. You don't have to be so conservative about how you're. You know where? What is my depth in my defensive backfield? If if do I have to keep everything in front of me? Or
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and not only that, but he has this tremendous talent on, on his side of the ball. So when it comes down to a third and long situation, and you think, well, you know, we we're, we'll just kind of keep everything in front of us. How many times has Morgan Scally sent everybody? And just it's third and long becomes fourth and forever. I yeah. mean, it's he, – he, he just – that offense has allowed his, his play calling to just not have to deal with being conservative. Mm-hmm. He can utilize all of the talent that he has available.
1: Which makes him really unpredictable at times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Makes him really unpredictable. Um, so I broke down three games for Oregon – over the last two days, I've watched three games. I watched the Washington game. I watched the Arizona State game, the loss to Arizona yeah. State. And then I lost. I watched last week's game against Oregon State. So I watched three games. I broke down plays from each of those three games, and they're at 128 the com. And I, I show you areas I think Oregon is strong. Areas I think Oregon is weak and susceptible, and I've really taken a deep dive into this Oregon team to get ready for pre and post tomorrow. Frank, you and I will kick off pre and post mm-hmm. at five o'clock. Uh, it'll be kind of a big show roundtable pre and post mix. It's going to be a it's going to be real big. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. But I wanted to answer Scotty's question that he just threw at you, Frank: of Can they play them straight up? You're dang right they can play him straight up.
0: And let, let me rephrase that. Obviously, they can play him straight up. Like, no. I I didn't want to seem like Oregon is so great that they can't play him straight up. I just didn't know if Andy or Andy Ludwig would throw something really, you know, out of left field at him.
1: Okay, but it still, Scotty, to your point, this was an Oregon team that up until two weeks ago was ranked ahead of Utah and was yeah. put in the, the five spot. for For a period of time, they were sitting in the top five. So. This is an Oregon team where, perceptually, people will look at them and be like, well, this is an extremely dangerous Oregon team. They have dangerous aspects of their game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But there is not a single position group on the field for Oregon that I think outmatches the position group they'll face for Utah. Not a single one. Not one? Not a single
2: one. Not one. No, I where, love where Tyler Huntley. I'm,
1: where, where I'm talking about – I'm talking about – Position group matchups. O line versus this Utah okay. defensive
2: line. Okay, that makes sense. You 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 sit them saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought you were talking about position no. by position. If no. you went across, no, 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 that, no. I think it's very close at the quarterback Two no. different quarterbacks. Very close at the quarterback position. But yes, I'm talking about who for, for, they match up against, and, and specifically, I want you to tell me about the line of scrimmage, because that that's become my favorite part of the field over yeah. the years. Um.
1: There's a lot of work to be done in there, and and it's going to be – I think that Utah is – and I know that right now Oregon is is very good in run-stop defense. They're number 10 in the country. They're allowing 106 yards a game. So they can get busy in run-stop defense. They play – typically they play a three-man front, Frank, and they, they walk up their fourth outside linebacker, yep. and he kind of sits there to wing. And what they try to do is they try to slant into certain formations – and then if they're not slanting into the formation and trying to funnel it to linebackers, then they're playing a two-gap or near a two-gap. It's not an actual physical two-gap, but they're, they're they're smashing into the chest of the offensive line and trying to extend into the gap. So they aren't looking for gap penetration. They're not looking for backfield pressure. They're looking to hit the offensive lineman, absorb him from the linebackers, and then let the linebackers fill and flow. That's the, the basics of this Oregon uh, uh defense but they missed tackles against yeah. Arizona State one of the biggest issues that Oregon had against Arizona State and I highlight two plays where Oregon missed 3 to 4 tackles in in one given play two times you had multiple defensive players that had wraps on the defensive backfield outside of that 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 trench and linebacking crew getting back to the corners, the safeties that they play most of the game with the nickel. And these guys are missing tackles and they're going against the team in the country. That's the best at breaking tackles.
0: Yes. Yep. So there's all kinds of areas. I just, you try to go high on Zach Moss and you're going to be in trouble.
1: Yeah. You're in a lot of trouble. And so (laughs) there's, there's a bunch of areas that we can get into where I feel like Utah has got the advantage and, Frank, as far as the trench goes, I, I know how good this Oregon left tackle is mm-hmm. offensively. I know how mm-hmm. good he is. Mm-hmm. He's spectacular. And their pocket that they set is is incredible. They're, they're going to be able to set a pocket. Herbert's going to be clean some of this game. But I don't think that their receivers get off the press as well as they should. And Herbert disappears. You think that Huntley disappeared in the first quarter against Colorado last week? Watch Herbert disappear. He was gone against Oregon State.
2: It's a very, Done. very interesting aspect of their offense. By the way, Herbert was named the Pac twelve scholar athlete of the year. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't take a lot of athlete. That just takes a lot of scholar. So but Herbert is prone to mistakes, especially under pressure. All quarterbacks have difficulty under pressure. Herbert has shown that he's prone to mistakes under pressure. This is a Utah defense. I think they can harass Herbert. I wouldn't be surprised in this game to see Utah come up with a couple couple interceptions,
0: only. a couple picks. He's only thrown two interceptions in a game once this year, but that was the Arizona State game, the game they lost.
2: And what does Arizona do on the defensive and, side?
1: By the way, Arizona State had two other interceptions in that game that were dropped. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. One was a pick six. Frank and I were watching that
2: game together, and we're like, what is going he's throwing pick sixes everywhere. everywhere and and what type of defense does arizona state run they gave utah some trouble because they're so aggressive up front yeah utah i think utah can do that same thing is is make herbert uncomfortable and when he's uncomfortable look out all things come into play he's a guy that can make every throw you watch him in a clean pocket and it's it's amazing the arm strength, the accuracy, everything that he does with the football except when he's harassed. Hey,
1: I want you guys to help me a little bit. I'm not the historian. I, I, do, I don't know how closely these Civil War games are played, Oregon and Oregon State. I How close are these games typically? Because I'm watching this game. I actually broke this one down this morning. And, again, you can feel, see all the Oregon breakdowns. Go to 1280thezone.com and click on Hans Phil's study, the Oregon Ducks, and you'll see these plays. So I'm watching the Oregon State game, and there's a minute 20 left in the fourth quarter. And Oregon State fumbles They're driving, and they're down by seven. They're driving to tie the game up against Oregon with about a, a couple minutes left. They fumble. Oregon gets the ball back, and they're trying to burn the clock out. They're only up by a score with a minute twenty left, mm-hmm. and they're trying to burn. The, this is the same Oregon State team that Utah blew up. What was it, fifty-three to seven, or let's see, yeah, it was bad, uh, fifty-two to seven. This is the same Oregon State team that Utah destroyed, fifty-two to seven,
0: in Corvallis.
1: In Corvallis, yeah. And Oregon is in this fist fight in a minute twenty left. Oregon State kind of breaks down defensively. They kind of they lose their bearings, and Oregon breaks a twenty-five yard mm-hmm. touchdown. That's what gave them the two-score buffer. This game was neck and neck, yeah. and Oregon State was giving them fits offensively. They were giving them fits, and so I'm watching it thinking Arizona State and Oregon State in back-to-back weeks. Herbert has gone mentally. He's overthrowing. He's got a receiver. He, he's he's moved the pocket. He's at like the 15 yard line. He's moving the pocket to the outside right, and he's in uh, he's on Oregon State's 15 yard line. They're going in, and he's got a, um, a back that came out of the backfield that's got maybe a foot and a half step on a on a corner in the end zone. Yeah. And Herbert skyrockets this thing out of the back of the end zone instead of trying to force it down low towards the pylon and put it where he can get it and the defender can't. He just skyrockets it out the back of the end zone. I'm looking. I'm like, that's not. That's not a championship level quarterback to me. Yeah, that isn't a guy that is going to be in crunch time against Utah that I trust. At least that's what the video is showing me for those three games. And again, I'll I'll confess, I watched three games: Washington, Oregon State, and Arizona State. So there may have been some incredible Herbert performances. And I know that you're a Herbert fan. I know. Mm -hmm. I know you like the way he plays, but he's been gone the last.
2: Two weeks, Frank. He he's a guy. Like I said, he's a guy that under pressure he's shown signs of cracking. He's given the ball up. He's made poor throws. He's made poor decisions. And I think defenses may kind of just be figuring that out. I, that's why Arizona State was so aggressive. That's why Oregon State. Same thing. So aggressive in trying to attack and make sure that Herbert is not comfortable in the pocket. I think it's a I think it's a really good matchup for Utah. If if Utah's not in a clean pocket, Utah's going to have some trouble against Herbert. If Utah can condense the pocket, force early throws. And make Herbert uncomfortable. I think it's a really good matchup for Utah.
1: Hey, Scotty, really quick before you go to break, I just want to ask Frank, as a, from a quarterback's perspective here, Frank, for, and, and I'm just showing him a video of this of this Herbert throw. Okay, so it's just a it's a boot, and Herbert's booting up. Uh-huh and it was press coverage single man high yeah and he throws Look where the he, ball is he throws a deep curl route on a press coverage w- where an Arizona state corner is, is sitting right over the top and and Scotty it's as simple as the corner just stepped in front of it got the interception and takes it out of bounds well, i don't understand what he's seeing here frank why why, why even it's a really good why question. even throw this route
2: well, the, first of all, as you as we look at this, you see where the is Arizona State defender is. Yeah, he has an inside. He's got an inside. He an inside lane. This receiver down low is taking his man out. Yeah, the ball should be thrown at the at the marker. Okay, so it's a misthrown ball. So yeah. he, he's throwing a curl route. He should have thrown it. I think he should have th- led his receiver over here. I mean, that that's just where where are his eyes because he. Apparently, he's not seeing either. There's two things. Either he didn't see the defender. I have a hard time believing that. He thought his receiver was going to use his body to shield the defender, or he just made the wrong throw. Like the throw should yeah. be taking the receiver to the, to the sideline. That makes sense. To the first down marker.
0: Hmm. And he just didn't make it. He just didn't execute there,
1: it. There were a lot of moments like this in film review.
0: Now, <sighs> you- That's, it's weird. Live here at uh, we're just hanging out in the neighborhood today. Uh, it's a homey home being sold by homie twenty four forty four Canterwood Drive here in South Jordan. And the uh, homeowner Josh is with us. How are you, sir? Hey Josh, hey, great, great. Thank you. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for letting us into your beautiful home.
3: Oh man, anytime.
1: Yeah, anytime. We're, we're
0: not going to be leaving anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, kind of squatters. Oh, you're welcome. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> we have some extra rooms for you. So. Uh, <laughs> Hans
0: just wants to play with the pets. Yeah, dude, I
1: love dude. I love your dogs, and I I, <laughs> I love I just love the yard, man. You you've got a full garden in the back do you guys keep that garden
3: you know we we ha- we first couple years i kept the garden and then we uh randomly got a couple goats and so i had some goats back there so you had so, some goats yeah, living with you yeah, so
0: who's the animal lover in the family
3: both of us are okay yeah both of us love animals so we because you,
0: you you sounded you were like kind of tiptoeing around the goats there for a little bit made it sound like it wasn't necessarily your idea
3: no, no, I actually got the goats. I, nice. Okay. Yeah, I I'd have I had ten the of them if I yeah. could. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I
0: would. Ten
1: fainting goats. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh-huh. Ten goats. Oh, have you ever been around goats? They're full of Enough character. Enough to know that oh, I don't are.
0: want ten goats. Oh, man, they're full of character. I think two might be the magic.
2: <laughs> two. Goat, two it was Two goats. a good number. A good yeah. number. You, Everyone should have two goats. You know
1: what's incredible? <laughs> like right here in the middle of South Jordan, you've got a perfect animal property on a just a beautiful home, great space in the home and then an animal property. it's you could have horses, goats it's just a gorgeous place.
3: oh yeah I, I honestly love this neighborhood so some people ask why I' why we're selling but uh, I, I I love the neighborhood I, anyway
0: so um, what was it about homie that said you know what I want to go through those guys
3: uh, First was the savings to be honest I just I thought you know if we can save a little bit that'd be great. And then, you know, I'd heard some positive and negative things about homie. I've had a great experience with them.
0: So. Well, and then the – so what have you – I mean, obviously, you came into it. You're curious about it. I, I, I got to imagine so far you've, you've loved what you've been able to see from these guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I have a radio station in my living room. (laughs) You know what? That's the point of the I I wasn't really planning (laughs) on coming over today. I heard
2: it was on location here with Homie, and I made plans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's try to talk about the positive aspects of Homie. He's like, I've got a radio station in my front room. (laughs) (laughs) It it is actually very helpful. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 2444 Canterwood Drive here in South Jordan, Uh, a beautiful home. Loved what you've done with the And I'm sure this thing's going to going to move pretty quick right now. Thank you. Especially after we leave (laughs) as as soon
1: as 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 we leave the house. But we do want everybody to come by. We are loaded with jazz gear. We got jazz shirts, three different jazz shirts. We still have these uh, great. I'm actually seeing a lot of jazz fans turn these jazz things into uh, uh, Christmas tree ornaments. You just put a string on that, and you got a huge jazz note for a Christmas tree ornament.
2: You find a sturdy branch. You got need a
0: sturdy branch. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> might pull the tree over. <laughs>
1: and we still have hats too. So <laughs> come down, grab yourself a piece of jazz gear off this table, grab some stars tickets,
0: and just see this beautiful property. If you, this feels like the uh, the uh, the bet with Dave Revel you had. Oh, that you I had ground. a bet with Dave yeah. Revel. So <laughs> <do> you <laughs> like want to explain favorite this? Favorite players of all oh, time.
1: Man. Yeah, I made a bet with Dave. So back when BYU could beat Utah, I used to make bets wow. on BYU. Uh-huh. And uh, we placed a nipple piercing on it. And that was the Johnny Harleen catch. Yeah. So I, I escaped you know, a I, nipple piercing by the I, by the hair of Johnny Harleen's chin. You know, chin. I
2: just checked the weather, and Harleen is still open, by the way. Um,
0: but here's the <laughs> side note to this is that uh, poor Dave – uh, did get his nipple pierced, and then Hans uh, picked out the earring. Well, he didn't pick out an earring. He picked out a massive BYU keychain.
1: Yeah. Oh, and he had to hang it. a keychain from for his how piercing. how long? Well, enough, to keep it? It,
2: enough for it to get infected. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Is that the next thing is infection? Uh, and, then... yeah.
1: and I think it went inverted. Like, I think he's had some issues with it
2: since. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> Why did you say
1: that? Because I love Dave.
0: Oh, poor Dave. <laughs> Dave's one of the greatest. He is, one of the, the greatest of all time. Oh, 2444 Canterwood Drive. Yeah. We got tons of jazz gear here in the middle of South Jordan. Love for you to come by and check it out. Go to homie.com for more information on how Homie can save you all kinds of money on the sale of your home or the purchase or the refinance or the loan or the insurance or the title. I'm telling you, they do everything. Go to homie.com for more information. Hey, if you're a Verizon XO customer and you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringin Networks at 385-420-7881. This is 97.5-1280, The Zone.
1: I want a milk mustache and a
0: baby goat. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Last night, I show up to the Jazz game, and I have had an issue with colors in my life and not being able to always differentiate. I'm not color blind, sure. color deficient. I show up to the game, <laughs> and I have a very nice outfit on. Walk in, I'm looking good, feeling good, and then somebody goes, yeah, why are you wearing that sweater? They were like, you're wearing, like, a full-on Lakers-colored sweatshirt. You look Laker-ready for tonight. Is to that to why the-
3: you did the game
0: topless <laughs> yesterday, Tony? Ah, uh, for the first time out. Uh, okay. <laughs> First time out. And then management really frowned on that. That was an awkward moment because none of these other people who are going, what are you doing? They don't know that I don't know. And I don't know that they don't know that I don't know.
2: Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. It's now time for Watching the Watch List with Hans Olsen
0: and Scott Girard. Hey, the hell are we doing? There's no watch list.
1: Yeah, the University of Utah senior quarterback Tyler Huntley has been named a finalist for the Manning Award.
0: Okay, no, that's not a watch list. Uh huh. No, that's.
1: The Manning Award was created by Allstate Sugar Bowl in honor of the college football
0: accomplishments of Archie, Peyton, and Eli Manning. Okay, this is fine. We don't need to play watch lists, this is an actual accomplishment. Do you know? Because he's a finalist. Yeah, this is this is this is a this is not this does not classify as a watch list. It doesn't. No, watch lists are stupid. Even though there's a waste of time.
1: Even though there's uh, 12 finalists.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, No, there's twelve finalists. But the watch list is the preseason garbage. Like, oh hey, by the way, we want SIDs across the country to talk about our dopey award. So we're going to name every player on the country on a watch list. Those are dumb. This is good. This is an accomplishment. But watch why? lists, preseason watch hey. lists, are complete total hey, waste hey. of time and are stupid. Scott,
2: why, why are you? Why do you hate the watch list? Because they're dumb. I mean, it's kind of fun no, to have a watch. I like it's a like, watch list. Oh,
0: hey, we're going to be watching you this year. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to name you to the watch list next year. Get your dopey SID. The to best broadcaster in, in
2: the state. Watch list. It's stupid. Hands of Scotty. And if you win, you'll win it
0: together. Okay, and then we can talk about the win. <laughs> You'll be on the watch hey, list, though. But we're on a listen list. This <laughs> this is say that, sixty amen. minutes of sleep that
2: we're doing. Well, what happened?
0: It's a long story. i do not oh, talk man. about
2: it. Uh, let's
1: just say our our guy was in San Jose s- until oh, uh, twelve hours ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Until about yeah. Well,
1: what time did it finally tip? 940? Yeah. Nine forty? Yeah. What, it, what it was. The, it
0: tipped about nine thirty. Yeah.
1: Whew. When That's it tips tough. and it's nine, you're like nine thirty-five, or you're just like. Re-
0: you're so like this, this. is where we're at, This huh? is what we're doing tonight. This Running my... clock.
2: <laughs> Running clock. Just keep it going. <laughs> don't stop.
1: Oh, that's maddening. Yeah, um, so, Scotty, I know you don't like watching the watch list, but <laughs> I do think that it's great that he's on the Manning Award finalist
2: watch list. Finalist it's watch not list. a
0: watch list. This is good. Like, I, I'm fully in support of this. Who is the best
2: Manning quarterback? Um, it's a trick question. It's Archie. That's right? a trick question. No, it's the other son. Cooper. <laughs> he was a wide receiver. He was never a quarterback. Cooper. He was the best. And then he got in he got Yeah, got, but he was never a quarterback. He was the best quarterback of the Mannings.
1: I thought he was He's like a wide a, receiver. I thought he was You're like a, a, a health official or something. You don't need to make it personal. <laughs> Break.
0: Oh man. Uh but I guess Cooper's got a son. Yes, who is apparently some superstar no, in the making. He,
2: didn't he uh how old is it? I think he he's commit? only a freshman. Did he commit somewhere? I don't
0: think he's committed Or maybe committed they're yet. just talking about they're him. They're talking about him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Talking about him, yeah. Well, I think They are did... watching
0: him. He's going to be on a, <laughs> on a watch list. He's on a
2: watch list.
1: <laughs> I think Tyler Huntley is very deserving of this watch it's finalist. It's not a watch list. <laughs> he's
2: a watch list finalist. <laughs> you know what? If, <laughs> I, stop if, I stuff. Had, if I had a watch list, I'd put Tyler Huntley on it. He'd be on my watch well, list wait, right well, now. For what? For best player ever
3: <laughs> why are you say, hating that he's on this scotty I why are you hating m- it
1: most improved this. player in the ncaa
2: watch list isn't that interesting that he would fit in that character. Right, like most would, improved man.
0: player that dude has come i always years. think that's a backhanded <laughs> it compliment is though. Kind it's like, of. It's like you were trash and now you're pretty good. So congratulations on it's not all, sucking it's anymore. It's all
2: about potential, really, because he had all this great potential. Do you remember when, when Tyler Huntley came to the University of Utah? There's all this hype, player of the year in Florida. And then he got the nod over Terrence, who was the starting Kane. Player? No, 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 no. Oh, no, it was Taylor?
0: Yeah, It was the kid from the transfer.
2: Yes, from Washington. Yeah. Why can't I remember his name? That's so sad. But he was...
0: Troy... I, Troy, yeah. Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor. No. no, that's no, the OC. No, that's the OC.
2: <laughs> Troy. I was like, wow, Huntley's
0: really taking over. Troy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Williams? Thompson? No, 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 no. <laughs> please, Twitter world, please, please. Is was Troy it Troy Williams? Williams? I think you're right, Troy Williams. I, I really liked him. I thought it was a mistake to replace him with Tyler Huntley. And, in fact, when Tyler Huntley got hurt, the productivity of the offense increased. Didn't he and come you know in why? against UCLA or something? Because they had to rely on the run game more. Yeah.
0: It was the first real indication, ha- like, something's not right. I mean, there. how many times then on that read option did he pull that thing out of Zach Moss's bread basket Gut and keep and it himself? Yeah, Every time. And by the 60% way, sixty percent of the yeah. time he did it every time, and that <laughs> was a high point of frustration for me. And it by was. the way, our guy here, uh, Hans, was like the first one to say Huntley's getting the start, and and he and yeah, Hans I took know. a lot of beat. It took some beating over that because they're like, no way you're going to take Troy Williams out of the lineup. Coming. Do you know who his source is? Frank Dolce. Okay, so <laughs> Hans may have been the second one to say that. <laughs> well, you were on a place where nobody was listening, so. <laughs> Another grenade. Oh,
1: you that was crazy. You pulled the pin like pre-throw. Why like you pulled the pin and and you are not allowed to do
2: radio unless you have a full eight hours of sleep. (laughs) This is
1: ridiculous. The way that you're acting. I actually kinda like that one because it's accurate. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Huntley has come light years in my opinion. And what has happened is Ludwig, Frank took his option to pull it away from Zach Moss, away from him. Said, we're not doing this. You're going to give it yeah. to Zach Moss. Right. And yeah. he's going to have 20-plus carries, and that's just how it's going to be. And you're going to sit in the pocket, and you're going to like it. And guess what? I'm going to extend your career with it, and I'm going to improve your throwing motion, and I'm going to make you an NFL product. But I, I, we're not doing this thing where you're pulling it and running. It's not happening anymore. And so I think uh, Tyler Huntley, if he was on my watch list, it would be most improved
2: player watch list. watch list.: Why don't you and I take some time and we'll make a couple of those lists. So Tyler Huntley's on that list. Uh, best running back in the state watch list. I'm going to put Zach Moss on that watch list. Best defensive end wake me up when you're done. In the Western region watch list. I'm gonna put Bradley and I on that watch list. Best defensive lineman watch list. I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably go ahead and put Lecky Fo two on that. Best defensive backfield watch list in the southern southwestern region of the United States. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Julian Blackman, Jalen Johnson, Terrell Burgess. I
1: will give that to Scotty. Some of the some of the watch lists are stupid. They're, they're pretty lame.
2: Like, Stop. Stop it. You like the watch list, and now you're just trying to, you're trying to make him feel better about his hatred of the watch list because you're, you feel compassion for him. That's well, never happened.
1: Well, look at him. He's pretty miserable. <laughs> he just fell asleep while you were talking about
2: your building a watch list. Well, that had more to do with his watch list than it did me being tired.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so when you're fully lucid... You probably would have fallen asleep in <laughs> yeah, that segment yep. as well. Okay. Yep. All right, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Hands and Scotty. Uh, it is a season wrap up edition of the Pac 12 Shakedown, and we will do that next. Yes.
1: I'm so happy. I can't happy.
0: wait. We have so many things to talk about so and for many. the final week of regular season football in the Pac 12. We'll get to it next. Another edition of the Pac 12 Shakedown right here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Networks. So you got Paul Feinbaum sitting on ESPN saying, let's be honest, the country does not want to see Utah in the college football playoff. Is that just a bunch of noise out there in the media that doesn't matter? Or uh, people think that, and he's just the only one willing to say it out loud? People like Paul Feinbaum, who's nothing more to me than an Alabama apologist. He probably
1: has the opinion of a lot of people out there who just don't know Pac-12 football.
0: Well, you're a big dude,
2: Lincoln, obviously. Why don't you get real close to Feinbaum, (laughs) just kind of stand Trust me, I,
1: I've been trying for a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I really wanted to slap that little bald-ass head for a while, folks.
0: So. <laughs> Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF
2: Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This all
3: night,
0: Get real news. You don't need no. It is time for another edition of the Pac-12 Shakedown, the last edition of the season. As we take a look back on the final week of the regular season, hard to believe that we had so many of these Pac-12 shakedowns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dismiss that because I know uh, you're sleep deprived. No, I'm saying it. It just seems like it went by like that. Where would you like to start, Frank?
2: Super hurtful.
0: Anywhere that's going to improve your mood.
2: I'm in a good mood. That's where I'd
0: like to start. Uh, you want to go with the uh, Apple Cup right out of the gate? Yeah, Washington, Washington State. Did you see the comments made by Mike Leach afterwards directed towards a reporter? Yes. You sanctimonious little troll. Yep. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a bit aggressive. I agreed with him. Really? I, I don't know... I've not read this reporter. I don't know. Here's what I like about Mike Leach
2: is that you can ask him non-football related questions and he'll engage with that. He's very, he can be really interesting. The downside about Mike Leach is that he torches people. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but when, he, but when he does, it's, he's it's very right. hurtful. It is. It's. It seems like way over the top. I mean, he could have very professionally said to the individual, come on, you know, what, well, what, are, you, what are you doing?
0: I mean, I don't know anything about the this reporter. And- I don't know about any any the backstory on what he's written, but essentially Mike Leach essentially said that Washington is beating them because they have better recruits. Mm-hmm. And the reporter followed up was saying, okay, so you're saying you can't win if you don't have better recruits? And then and Mike Lee's like, well, no, we've won games like that. And then he got yeah. really upset. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it was a fair follow-up. And you don't – I do too, except
2: we don't know all of the background. Exactly. And, yep. and the reporter, what he's written in the past. Some of these guys want to be controversial. And so they, they write stuff or print stuff that – who knows if it would never happen in this Completely accurate or not, and I think it's a. I think coaches are in a in a very difficult position because anybody can say anything they want. They anyone can say anything they want to about a coach, good or bad. Yep. They can tear a coach completely apart. If the coach responds, then the coach, coach the lacks guy. maturity. Yeah. Yeah. The coach is the bad guy. They're in a very difficult situation. So anyway.
1: And by what? the way, he doesn't just torch reporters. Remember, he, he torches his, his players. own team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, he can – when he's in a mood, he'll just, he'll just say what comes to his mind.
0: Well, I mean, but the problem is when you start complaining about recruiting and not having the great athletes, you're the one that goes went out and recruited those guys. Like, it's kind of comes back on you. Like, well, we don't have good players. Well, who went out and signed all these players? Yeah. You did.
1: It probably wasn't the best angle for him to go at in no. the first place.
0: Well, Washington won the game,
2: and – promptly sent coach peterson into retirement yeah you surprised by that i am but then i asked a few people who are closer to the situation and like none of them were surprised like they had this sense that this was coming that after year after year after year after year and all of the intensity and anxiety and everything else that goes along with being a college football coach these days it sounds like it just caught up with him and in fact i think he said that he needs to recharge i can i can understand that i can completely understand that
0: well Hans told the story the other day on the air about you reached out to somebody on the utah staff about you know coming up and you know has this been kind of a fun run they're like this is work we're working <laughs> yeah like right now these coaches are not having fun at the university of utah right. because every week the pressure just yeah. keeps mounting and mounting and mounting and yeah. the more you win it just creates a bigger monster that needs to be fed
2: well, oh it is
0: and absolutely
1: peterson deals with the expectation yeah. monster where wherever he is whoever he has yeah. to coach what if he's got 12 he loses 12 starters off of a team, people are still like, well, it's Coach Peterson. He's got to win 10, 10, 11 games. And
0: and USC, you you know the Pac-12 way better than we do about fan bases. USC fans get thrown under the bus a little bit, and deservedly so. I've heard Washington fans aren't too far behind as far as unrealistic expectations. I think Washington believes... um,
2: Like, they stare in the bubble. (laughs) They believe that this program should be the standard bearer for the Pac-12. Uh, and and in lots of ways some you know lots of ways they they are some ways. But but uh, it is an unrealistic I think it's an unrealistic expectation. Difficult to to achieve. And the interesting thing is that the way that coach Peterson managed it on the outside, he looked like in control, laid back, yeah. pretty he must have had this inner turmoil that just never he never showed.
1: Can we move on to USC UCLA? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. because Scotty brings up USC sure. and there's a lot of interesting things going on at USC. So we get reports that Clay Helton is gone from I believe it was a was it a freelance off of Sports Illustrated? Yeah, it's one
0: of their new models where they've got the these uh, you know yeah you're right contract freelance guys who uh, covers individual teams and said yep Clay Helton's out he's gone. And so
1: they fired that gun pretty quick, and then they have more recently come back and said, well, Clay Helton's going to be around. So what's going on in Southern California, and what's
2: going on with Clay Helton? I can only think – I can only guess that Urban said no. That Urban decided that wasn't the – So it was either Urban or Clay. I think so.
0: I mean, look, if Urban calls up and says, I'll take the job, then you fire. I don't care who you – If your name's not Nick Saban or Dabo, I think if Urban says he's taking your job, then you're like, all right. Yeah, then that's it. You, you're out. Urban's taking over.
2: I think that's the story that will never be told, is that Urban said no. Because it was this tremendous all of a sudden. The AD didn't come out in the middle of the season and say, hey, we we really like what Clay Helton's doing, and we're fans, and... (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know if he said anything. Right. No.
1: And even Jerry Jones is backing Coach Garrett. Like,
2: Yeah. Even Jerry's like, well, he's going to be our coach. There was none of that. None of it. And so the way that it happened, I thought it was very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, Helton stays. I hope he gets that program going. I don't – I think he'll always get talent, and I just don't – you know, I think well, for his career, although his – had success. I'm curious about whether or not he'll ever get that program to where a lot of people believe it should be.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, USC finished strong and they sure made did. made the Utah loss to USC look as good as they could while still giving up another loss to make sure Utah could still get a Pac-12 South Championship. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like, they had to lose one more, but after that they can't lose anymore, and that's, and that's, that's what they did. did. Yeah. I... I and by the way, in terms of just people, Clay Helton's a guy that you want involved with your program. Yes. He's just a good guy. And, and if, that's, if that's the worst thing is that USC gets a really good guy as the head coach, I mean, that's not too bad. That's not too, too bad to deal with. You're never going to have to – you're never going to be put in a situation where you have to fire Clay Helton – outside of performance on the field issues. Yep. He'll never
0: give you an opportunity. There's not going to be a <laughs> fight on, baby, moment for <laughs> <With> Clay Helton. <laughs> he, he's a
4: different dude today. He's a different dude today. He is, man. Scotty, a question. you
2: are amazing. Uh,
1: we did get a tweet from one of our listeners. We always go back and forth with Jim. He said grenade Scotty's the greatest thing to hit the airwaves in a long time. My Christmas wish is for Lloyd to make a Scotty grenade mashup from the last two shows. Oh my god. I'm glad you're here, Frank, cuz he yesterday he was just after me.
2: He was it, after yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. God. No, I I yeah, I tuned in. And I heard you make a comment about it, but I thought maybe would get over it. Nope.
1: Well, you you take yesterday Grenade Scotty, give him 60 minutes of sleep, and you get today's Grenade Scotty, and he's attacking
0: <laughs> That is that's a rough combination. Oh, calm down. Right, Everything's fine. Right there. All right. Uh, let's see. Where else do we want to go? Uh, UCLA finishes 4-8. and eight. They get beat by Cal, 28-18. Uh, speaking of coaches staying put, uh, Arizona State knocks off Arizona 24-14, but uh, athletic director of this is Kevin Sumlin's coming back for another year.
2: I think that's the right move. And and I feel like, I thought when Kevin Sumlin came in that he would stabilize that program. It hasn't really nope. become stable, but I also I, I don't feel like he's had a chance to get his guys in there quite yet. So... I agree with the Arizona decision to keep Sumlin. I think that he has, I think he has a talent, ability, the talent, and that he'll get that Arizona program moving in the right direction. He had a, it, but it was a rough, yeah. it was a rough year. That's a, that's a, that's an AD kind of stepping out on the ledge saying we're going to take it, we're going to take a chance. I, I Especially will, this day and age.
1: I will tell you though, with that comment, Scotty, it tells me that that athletic director understood the management of cool Tate, where. I think a lot of the country doesn't. I certainly don't. I feel like he was underutilized and undercoached and could have done better and bigger things with the right situations. But that athletic director must know different because you're not going to see someone back if you as an athletic director felt that he completely mismanaged one of the better talents in the country. Yeah, I'm with you on that one.
0: Uh, Is Stanford – is the – I mean Stanford finishes 4 and 8. Their season's done. They get blown out by Notre Dame 45-24. Is this kind of the beginning of the end for Stanford or was just a one year off and they'll be fine? They might forward? as
2: well pack it in. Stanford for, should give up football and just be good in all of the other sports. No. Well, I, I really like David Shaw. I do too. They're Stanford's going to suffer from this every few years. Like they just as much as you want, like, Stanford's the place. If your kid came up to you and said, hey, Dad, I have a chance to go to Stanford or I have a chance to go to any other Pac-12 school. Son, you're going to Stanford. You're going to Stanford. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just how it is. You're yeah. going to send that guy to, you're gonna send him to Stanford. That's where everybody wants their kid to go. The issue is that, that, has, that it creates this incredibly difficult academic standard that you have to reach even with some leeway for the for athletes and you just can't get i just don't think you can get the type of talent on a consistent basis to be super competitive every single year they're not they're not going to get the same talent that ohio state gets they're not going they're just they're they're not going to get the same talent on a regular basis that utah gets and so They have to recruit to their strengths. Where where have they been good? Up front. Offensive line, typically Stanford puts a pretty good group up front. Pretty good defensive front seven. Defensive backfield may be a little area that you kind of think, well, that's start to struggle for Stanford. Rarely do you get like these. You certainly don't get talent like you have at USC at the wide receiver group, but you probably get a couple good tight ends. You find a good running back. You find a quarterback who's bright and a game manager. And that's the way Stanford has managed their football team. And it's been really successful. We're going to run the ball really successfully. We're going to grind you at the line of scrimmage. We're going to be tough on the defensive side. And our quarterback's not going to make mistakes. And when those things don't align... And I don't
0: think they align this year. And then you have a four and eight season. There you go. Another edition of the Pac-12 Shakedown right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Nobody does it better than our guy Frank Dolce.
2: Well done, Frank. Thanks. You were – you were, uh, you kind of sat back for the Shakedown. You no, just, no, I was involved. You just got comfortable on the couch here. I do. I love this I love house. this couch. I know. That's what I'm saying is you just got comfortable. I think you kind of just – stayed out of the segment just to enjoy some time on your own
1: there. I actually think this couch has a pull-out bed. And uh, Why not take this from a sitting-up type show to a laying-down one? We're going
0: to be here for a while. <laughs> Scotty's on 60 Minutes. Scotty, let's get this bed out and get you in it. Let's do it. All right, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Emily's hanging out with us once again. And Emily, uh, this will probably be the last time you invite us. Out to house. No,
4: I, I love it. I love it. I don't know if I'm hopping in it with you or what's happening. But oh, wow. there you go. There we go. That
0: changed things a bit. It did. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, so let's talk about the homey process. You got a family here in this home that we're at right now that said, mm-hmm. you know what, we don't want to pay out $20,000 in yeah. commissions. We want to pay a flat fee. 1500 bucks, get mm-hmm. everything. There is nothing homie uh, can't do than a real estate ad, agent can do, correct?
4: So true. Yep. There's Or there's we do everything they do and then some. Yeah. We put so much money into marketing. Some of that money you give us, we put back into marketing. Um, we have a marketing team, marketing experts that will get your house out there more than the typical agent will do. We'll put you on the MLS. You'll get full agent support with experienced agents who have done hundreds of transactions. That kind of stuff's important. You need somebody who knows what they're doing to so, have your back.
0: So people are like, well, I'm not looking to sell my home. I'm looking to buy a home. Yeah. Homie can't help me, right? Oh, oh yes, oh, they can. Oh, yes,
4: we can. Yeah, we've got agents all over the state from St. George to Logan. They can help you tour homes. Um, when you use Homie, we'll give you up to five grand back of that commission that a normal agent would just be taking as their salary. We'll actually give it back to you for closing costs.
0: You know, here's the other thing, too. There's a lot of people out there looking to buy a home. And they're just like, you know what? I I, I see a house I like, and I want to get into it right now. I don't want to wait for a real estate agent, to be like, okay, well, I'm only available mm-hmm. two days from now. No, like, I want to see the house now. Yeah. I don't care what, like, I just need you to open the door and get the heck out of the way.
4: Yep, and that's what we do. We'll, I mean, we'll also help you with the rest of it yeah. if you actually want to buy it. But we help with tours. We can get you into a house super fast, any t- house in the area. Um, we'll even help you with for sale by owners, which traditional agents won't do because they don't get a commission. Yeah. We'll help you with those. So we are here to help you buy, sell. We'll do the loan, get you the best rate possible
1: than this, this, title and
4: insurance and everything else.
1: This was so long overdue. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we needed uh, a company like Homie in this country and somebody to come back and kind of shift things back mm-hmm. to the, the buyer and the seller. Let us keep our money. You know, Yeah,
4: it's your money. You might as well keep it.
1: We've worked on this equity for a long time yeah. as homeowners and we need to be able to keep it to move forward and, and to eventually pay off a house. So right? if you're looking to buy, sell, we want you to go through Homie. Scotty and I trust them. You
0: can Thank trust you. them. you. Yeah. Absolutely. 97.5, 12.8 of the zone. Coming up, we kick off the uh, 2 o'clock hour next, 97.5, 12.8 of the zone.